Welcome to the Rochester Rundown, a local news podcast presented by Med City Beat. We've heard from so many voices on the debate over reopening schools. Frustrated parents, worried teachers, administrators, and board members looking for a solution. But today on the show, we're giving the spotlight to the students. Specifically, we'll hear from four RPS high schoolers who have been in distance learning since last March. We'll get their thoughts on the district's reopening plan and the recent announcement from Governor Tim Walls that may upend everything, plus how they've adapted to this new learning model and spending over a year away from their teachers and their friends. Plus, of course, the news of the week, including the details on Google's first physical space in the state of Minnesota, right here in Rochester, and the action or inaction the city council took this week to keep a 116-year-old rule intact. I'm Isaac Janes. It's Friday, February 19th, 2021, and let's get to the news. It was March 18, 2020, when Rochester Public Schools announced it would close for two weeks in response to COVID-19. At that point, Phoebe Meyer was just starting her final semester at Kellogg Middle School and getting prepared for her next big move to Century High School in the fall. That's the part that, you know, everybody's like, oh my God, we're going to be high schoolers. You know, you're the top of the school and then there's no school. Quickly, that two-week closure turned into distance learning for the rest of the year. Then, after summer break, it was more distance learning to start this current school year. Elementary school students have since returned to class pretty recently, but the older students haven't been as lucky. Thursday marked 11 months since a full-capacity high school class was taught on any RPS high school campus. That means five months into their high school career, Meyer and thousands of other freshmen have become Panthers, or Spartans, or Rockets, without ever setting foot on campus. Meyer and her friends always expected high school to be different, but not like this. We're coming in from eighth grade and it's more homework than we're used to and we're online. So it's been kind of rough. Like I'm doing okay, but some of my friends are not. Uh, They're struggling to get work done and stuff like that. So um, it was a weird transition. But now it appears that the end to distance learning is in sight. RPS currently plans to send all secondary students back to the classroom on April 5th, skipping over hybrid learning entirely and going straight back to full in-person instruction. That decision was made a couple weeks ago in early February, but an announcement this week from Governor Tim Walls may throw a wrench in those plans. With one in four Minnesota educators already having at least one vaccine dose, Walls wants to speed up the return of secondary students as soon as possible. Our expectations is is that schools will be able to offer some in-person learning, and my goal is to try and see the best we can to get five days a week in all of our schools for all of our students in a safe manner. Um, that's the goal by March 8th. While the governor's guidance only applies to districts that have not released a learning plan as of Wednesday, which RPS has, the district told parents Thursday it would, quote, revisit the conversation at their next scheduled meeting set for March 2nd. But whenever the doors to RPS's high schools open again, it will end a roughly year-long period of distance learning that's tested thousands of Rochester's young people in ways they never thought they would be. The students described to me a school experience with less supervision from teachers and a greater emphasis on personal discipline and time management. They say things have started to run smoother since the beginning in April when everybody was still figuring out the online software, but sustained isolation has taken a toll on students' academic and social confidence. Yasmin Ali, a junior at Mayo High School, says the biggest difference is in the level of class participation in the virtual setting. It's much easier to mentally check out of a class when the teacher isn't actually in front of you. It's like much harder to collaborate virtually on like 
either whether it be group projects or just trying to help each other on an assignment, things that like like seamlessly fall together in person has really been left out, I guess, virtually. And I guess you could say that's been mediated with things like breakout rooms, but it's really not the same to like come together and like have an idea spark. Students at all three public high schools say engagement has been down throughout the year, especially as they utilize the block schedule. Instead of going through an eight period day with 50 minutes per class, students go through three 84 minute blocks per day and study their subjects once or twice per week. It's a better setup for distance learning than switching subjects all day, says John Marshall Jr. Andrew Hamm, but the extra long lectures are tough because it was hard to stay fully engaged in the actual classroom for 50 minutes. So when you're at home and class times are almost twice as long, the day can begin to drag pretty fast. So at the start of the class, you're ready to get stuff done. And by the end of it, you kind of lose a lot of that motivation to get that work done. Uh, So there's not much you really wanted to for the start of the next class because you know it's going to be the same result. The saving grace, he says, has been the addition of asynchronous Wednesdays, when students and teachers alike can request one-on-one discussion or group work, and that block schedule gets thrown out the window. It's a nice change of pace that allows students to catch up on things they might have missed throughout the week, but it also leaves a lot of extra time in the afternoon. Ali says she's picked up an extra job during the pandemic, like hundreds of other kids that face tough financial times right now. She says Wednesdays are normally a good day to pick up shifts, but if a teacher wants to talk, it can make things difficult. If a teacher calls me in and I'm at work, that's kind of a hard thing to deal with. Um, But that's definitely something that shouldn't go unnoticed is like sometimes students are dealing with other things during school as well. Of course, the actual classwork is just one component of the entire high school experience. When classes went virtual, clubs and other student organizations had to do the same. Sports are back, but without student sections. There's no pep fests, spirit days just aren't as spirited, and the social component of high school has taken a serious hit, because people just don't stick around and chat in a Google Meet. Mackenzie Stranke is a sophomore at Mayo who got involved in nearly a dozen different clubs before the pandemic shut things down. She came from Friedel, the smallest of Rochester's public middle schools, so the sheer size of Mayo, nearly 2,000 kids, was very exciting. She says she can't wait to get that excitement back again after losing it for nearly half of her time so far in high school. I'm really looking forward to, like, the school dances and the pep fests and, like, the dress-up days, like, all the whole school spirit part of it and going to the football games and not having to watch them through uh, your phone or your computer. It's weird. Um and I drop band, and I will be interested in picking that back up again when there aren't so many restrictions around it. Through my discussions with these students, distance learning sounds like a blend of college and working from home. There's less guidance from teachers, less face-to-face interaction, and the onus for success really falls on the student now more than ever. Once April 5th rolls around, unless RPS changes things based off the governor's guidance, those doors will open again, and if the district does get its way, everyone will be invited back. But it's not like things can just get back to normal. There will be distancing rules in place during lunch and during passing time. Masks on, always. Desks will be spaced out in the classroom. That thought made the students that I talked to pause for a second. Would it be worth it to go back to school? Ham said it would be, although he wishes there was some form of hybrid learning implemented beforehand to ease people back into a daily routine. Because just throwing everyone back to full in person is kind of just a, a big stressor for everyone, seeing as we've all, got, all gotten used to uh, distance learning already, we're all fully adapted to that, 
and then throwing us back to a full in-person environment again is just going to throw everyone off. Stranky would be able to go back as well, but wonders why everyone's going back at the same time instead of prioritizing students that need extra help. She thought a hybrid model would make sense too. Ali's also leaning towards coming back, but she wants to see where the COVID numbers go. And she's happy that there's no hybrid model, which she says would have been harder to organize than distance learning. And Meyer, the freshman, says she and her parents have made up their minds. She's staying at home. She's already waited nearly a year to actually set foot in the school. So she's content to wait just a little while longer. I would love to be in person, but like, the majority of that line of thinking is like, I want to see my friends and I want to like have fun and I want to, you know, be interacting with people all the time. And a lot of what you hear from elementary school teachers is that it's just so quiet because everyone's spaced out from each other. You can't read facial expressions as well because of the masks. And I just think that it would be unsettling to go back, honestly, at this point. So I'll probably be waiting. Now we'll look at the top stories on our site, medcitybeat.com. Looking to deepen its ties with Mayo Clinic, Google publicized on Thursday its plans to open a new office space in downtown Rochester. The office, to be located on the second floor of the Conley Moss Downs building, will be the tech company's first physical location in Minnesota. The announcement of the space comes as Mayo and Google continue to lay the technical groundwork on a long-term partnership designed to improve the delivery of healthcare through cloud computing, data analytics, machine learning, and artificial intelligence. In a 6-1 vote, the Rochester City Council opted against amending its city charter Wednesday afternoon, allowing the city's library and park boards to retain the power they have held for 116 years. The decision came after the Charter Commission recommended stripping the two boards of their powers earlier in the year, saying the boards hold excess amounts of power over their respective institutions. That's thanks to legalese dating back to the original 1904 Charter draft. And as the amount of vaccinated Olmstead County residents approaches 40,000, public health officials report the area's COVID-19 case numbers have been in decline for six consecutive weeks, bringing statistics down to levels not seen since early fall before that November case spike. Graham Briggs says roughly one in four Olmstead residents have received at least one dose of vaccine, and the news comes as Public Health reports 163 new virus cases for this week, the lowest number since late September. And that's where we'll leave things this week. We thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, the best way to support us is to become a member, be a part of quality local journalism at medcitybeat.com membership. I'm Isaac James with Med City Beat. Have a great weekend, everybody. I'll talk to you next Friday.